The following is brought to you by Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. TotalSeal.com Hello and welcome to another edition of Hidden Horsepower Live. I am Joe Costello and we're going out to EFI University. We got the guys. We got Ben Strader, Lake Speed, the Dino Room is warmed up, and I am super excited. Guys, I always get excited to see you. Don't get me wrong. But this time is a little better because you got a real active project going. The Engine Performance Expo build project is not just something we see on a screen. It is reality. How are you doing? Tell us all about it. Well, it's actually living, breathing piece. So it kind of came to life for the first time today. Yep. Uh, after much, much effort. So yep. we really have to, before we even go any further, we need to really say thank you to Jimmy Barton, uh, David Lewis, uh, Don, uh, Allen, everybody over at Robert's, Robert Yates Racing Engines because uh, they did, uh, they went above and beyond the call of duty uh, to get this thing together and get it to us. And it's for sure one of those projects that couldn't have happened, like literally would not have no. happened. So yeah. um, no, it's you, just, you were at SEMA and mm-hmm. they were wrapping it up and putting it in the box to get it here. Right. Uh, and there was just boxes and boxes and boxes of other things <laughs> showing up. And yeah. it was, uh, so we've been thrashing for a couple of days. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mostly opening boxes and finding out where parts go. Right. Yep. Exactly. Uh, and then, you know, a little, little rub here, a little modification there and everything takes a little bit longer than you think it's gonna. Yeah. But uh, Hartford the other day, Joe, I was, we were telling him about what was going on, and he's like, well, you know what the definition of a bolt-on part is, don't you? I said, no, what's that? He said, you bolt it onto the middle, <laughs> put holes in things in it so it'll fit. Modify <laughs> it so it'll, so it'll yeah. fit, yeah. So, you know, but that's, this is a complete custom engine, and we are very thankful because I mean, so many people have contributed oh, yeah. parts and pieces and ideas and things to this engine to make this go. Yeah. We couldn't have done it without them, no. uh, but, but w- with that comes all those little fitness Just things. the little time vampires, you know, mm-hmm. the little challenges yes. that you go, just, I'm just going to put this part on real quick, and then you go, oh, darn it, it doesn't fit, you know, and so we started yesterday morning, I think, yep. with, and like a long walk sitting mm-hmm. on the ground, right. and uh, we had uh, to make some changes to the manifold, so <laughs> we were in the middle. By the time we left yesterday, we had a complete engine sitting in there on right. the dyno with a wiring harness, and... We needed a few little fittings for plumbing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we got here today and we've mainly been working on that. And we yeah. actually plugged the Holly thing. And the coolest part yeah. is we plugged in the Holly system. I put in a bunch of numbers that are all black magic that I do, you know. Yeah. And man, boom, fired right off. Wizard Dream Silly. Yeah. Yeah. Just instantly lit off. Um, we haven't beat on it a whole lot yet. We're still like really early in the break in process, right. all that. Exactly. But- it's time to do the podcast when Joe calls you, drop what you're doing. Exactly. You know? and, and we're doing it in A first. So there is a yeah. pro charger yeah. hanging on it. And uh, so that was part of the thing that took, again, time vampires of yeah. fitting it all together. Because yeah, this is a mid-deck block. It's not a short deck block. It's not a tall deck block. So with that little bit of change, now all these little things kind of roll from that that you got to figure out. So we made sure that the Pro Charger fit. And well, we had all well, that done. You know, and in fairness, the Pro Charger kit, it's not like those guys knew what kind of vehicle they were no. using. So they gave us just a universal, universal kit. Yeah. And universal means, you know, uh, you know, cut to fit and, and paint to match kind of thing. You know, and more so, stuff than you need. So you start freaking out and you're like, wait, all that stuff on there. <laughs> but I got this other bag of bolts. <laughs> Where did all these parts come from? Yeah. Uh, oh, they're not important. <laughs> let's let's take a second. Let's take a second because to me, this is super exciting in that, you know, you can talk about theory all you want. 
but now you guys are putting it into action. But I also right, sure. know I also know that there are a lot of people that are seeing this at some point, either live now with us or in the future. They found it on YouTube that are like, well, wait, what's this project? What are they doing? So, Lake, walk us back a oh, little bit. Yeah, we should probably <laughs> in the background story. Yeah. To the engine so, performance expo. And that this right, is so Engine Performance Expo, which yeah, again you're the host of, and uh, Ben's been a guest on, and he's coming back in January sure, for the, yeah. the next episode of it. So, like you mentioned, Joe, the the first go around we did, which is back in January of this year, mm -hmm. uh, 2021, it was all virtual because everybody was different places, and we skyped in, and so we were all talking about these different things. We were talking about the theory, and one of the things we decided to do for the next expo was let's move just beyond theory and let's make some things reality. Let's actually build an engine. So that LS block behind us is a 393 cubic inch. Mm -hmm. We figured out today about 10 to one compression ratio um, to stock stroke 4125 or 4155 board yeah. uh, with the Holly, is that Terminator or what do they call that system? Oh, uh, we have the Holly Dominator, Dominator system. system. So top of the line. It, right? Yeah. Uh, EFI system on it. So the idea is that, yeah, let's build an engine and let's take all these things we've been talking about and put it into practice. Now, one thing about this engine is that we're not just going to go put it in a car or something. And it really is designed to come back apart so we can talk about, okay, hey, this is a parts engine. There's only a one custom part in the whole engine. And that was because it's a mid-deck block to yep. get the rod length right. Everything else is an off-the-shelf stuff you can buy. Catalog items, right? Yeah. So put together, you know, we hope to make thousands of horsepower out of this deal, you know, with the Pro Charger. Yeah, it's, the Pro Charger is bigger than my go-kart motors, by the way. <laughs> and the thing's huge. Um, so I make some power with it. But then we already know, we were talking this morning, there's two things I already know there are limitations to this engine. Sure. Yeah. One of them is the fact that it's a wet sump engine. Mm -hmm. So it's got a gear rotor pump. On the crankshaft, which yeah. means uh, above what about seven thousand RPM. I mean, obviously, guys, turn them higher, but right. that starts to be where things get a little bit sideways when you right. get in that. And it's going to start to aerate, that's and right. cavitate the pump. Yeah, and big, big difference between an LS small block Chevy and an old school like twenty three mm -hmm. degree is that the oil pump on a twenty three degree runs off the distributor, so it, it runs half the engine speed. It's also down in the oil, in submerged. the sitting submerged, right? Yeah. As as what's different about the LS is. It's driven off of the crankshaft, yep. so it's running 100% of the engine speed. Yep. So when the RPMs get really high, that pump tends to struggle a little bit. So. so that's one thing. The other thing is, I mean, again, great parts, nothing wrong with the parts, but the wrist pin in this thing is straight wall, not DLC coded. Mm -hmm. And if we really want to get after it, that's the real linchpin. Uh, there, there's a number of things. We've had a few discussions yeah. along the way on this project. There's a number of things that if somebody brought this project to, to me and said, mm -hmm. here's our goals, you know, you make me a part list. There's a bunch of things that I would do different, but that's irrelevant because this engine really represents what a typical performance modification shop or hot rodder guy would probably build, right? right. Because everything in the engine, save for the connecting rods, can mm -hmm. be ordered with a part number off the shelf. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I might do a whole bunch of trick custom stuff is sort of irrelevant right now. Oh, exactly. But what it gives us the opportunity to do is go, okay, here's our baseline. This is mm -hmm. what you could build relatively easily. Yep. And almost anybody can do it. And so here's what you would get. And now for maybe for the next expo or for whatever uh, other, other thing we want to do, we get to take it apart, examine all the results, and then go, 
okay, let's make some changes and see if we can improve this thing. And I think that's really exciting. Actually. And that, to me, that's the real ultimate goal of this project isn't how much power we make this week. Yeah. That, that's, that's really not even the thing. It's like, okay, that baseline of off the shelf parts, kind of a normal project for yep. most people, then we're going to elevate it. We're going to do that dissection of reverse blueprinting it and seeing what it's telling us, make some of those little high end changes that you know about from the stuff you've done. And so, so, like, what kind of things for you did you learn along the way as far as from the very beginning concept <laughs> to uh, as of about 20 minutes ago? What are some of the high points do you think you could share with me? Uh, so, it's way easier to talk about engines than it is to build <laughs> engines. That's going to be number one. Uh, number two is that, yeah, it, their tolerance stack up yep. is real. Yep. So, it's the first thing you need to plan for. It's like almost like building a house. They say it's going to take twice as long or four times long and cost, more money. It, it, more. It's going to cost more than you think. Yep. It's going to take more time than you think. Yep. Because you don't know what you don't know. That's right. And you're going to need some some buddies that have a mill and have a have a lathe maybe along the way yep, for to, sure. to make things fit correctly. And it's like yeah, you could bang some things together and make it fit, but it's not right. And yeah. we we want to try to do it right. Uh, I mean, so it's other thing too is like you said, you really should start with a very clear with vision a and a plan. Yeah. And now, listen, we kind of did, but unfortunately, 2021 in the part supply issue yeah. that we all live with right now totally got in the way. Yeah. Because if we had stuck to the plan, this wouldn't be on here right now. Well, it just wouldn't have happened. You know, Mike Tyson always said, "Everybody's got a plan until you get punched, punched in the, the face, face." Right. So. That the, it's not so much about what happened to the plan, it's what did you do when things got derailed, right? right. And so the engine that we ended up with today is slightly different than what you planned, you right. know, probably what, 12 months ago? Well, it was in May, right? So we sat May, down okay. here in May yeah. and we went through the whiteboard and went through the right. thing of, hey, here's what we're gonna do. And we had a pretty good plan in place. Yeah. The problem is 2021 part supply got in the way and we had to get the parts that you could actually physically hold in your hand. But you know, having said that, isn't it almost uh, overwhelming the generosity that some of the manufacturers have helped oh. with and making things happen at the last in minute? In that regard, 100%. I mean, yeah. we couldn't have done it without Bill Tishner, the guys at Holly, oh, the, uh, Steve Arndt, the guys at Dart. I mean, yeah. even me, Billy and Chris Straub. And yeah. I, mean, I mean, we just gotta go from the top to the bottom. Pretty I mean, much. Because <laughs> it, it, it's with everything being in short supply, I mean, there are people that went out of their way sure. and pulled stuff out of the nether to make it happen. I mean, Bill Miller with the rods, uh, the guys at Mala with the pistons. I mean, I mean, we had, the last Holly, minute, we, we had parts arrive yesterday from yes. Holly that have been on back order that they were like, we have to make this happen. And they did. They came through. And right. Without all those people doing this, we just we just be sitting here talking about engines, which right. is easier than building engines, I think I heard yes. you say. So. <laughs> And you know what's funny is that uh, you just put a lot of pressure on the podcast, right? Like you guys thrashed just to get this done. Hopefully everybody out there will share and uh, put it forward to everybody that will be interested in that. Um, I want you to go a little bit deeper on that tolerance stack, though, because that's something we learned about at the expo. And I didn't mm -hmm. really understand it either. And Lake, now you're living the experience. Go into detail about that because that's useful to anyone. What do you mean more specifically and some of the areas of the engine that maybe uh, tripped you up here or are common for other people? Because to me, our, our whole engine performance expo, that was an eye opener. It's like, yeah, just because you buy them doesn't mean they're right. Even when they say they're right, they're not right, right. 
you might have to buy four sets to get the right stuff. And it, it was just a real eye-opener into the time that is put in by the appropriate, the proper engine builder to do things the right way. Well, I think probably the easiest way to explain what's going on with tolerance stack up is it doesn't mean that any single one manufacturer made something that was incorrect. Right. right? Yeah, nothing's wrong. I mean, no. we didn't get a single wrong produced part. Any bad parts. No, no bad right? parts. What happens though is that every manufacturer has a tolerance. It can be here's the number we want it to be. You know, the number needs to be three, and it can be plus one or minus one. one right. So by the time you get 15 different parts from 15 different manufacturers that all have their own tolerance of what a good part is, mm -hmm. you might have a bunch of them are all on the negative side or a bunch that are all on the positive side. And before you know it, something doesn't fit. Here's a right. great example. So um, one of the things that originally started off with is the, the deck height of our block, right? Yes. So a standard LS block is 9240. Yep. Now, there are different variations of block height that they call short deck and tall deck and that kind of stuff. And so when the project started, um, it was sort of the plan to have a tall deck block, which is 9750, basically. So yep. it's a little more than what is that half an inch difference in deck height. Well, right. what that means is if you're going to use the same piston, now your connecting rod length needs to change right? Uh, and so on and so forth. But one thing a lot of people don't think about is because the block is a V, mm -hmm. as the deck height gets taller and taller, the distance across the V where your intake manifold gets farther and farther, farther apart, right? So, you know, it comes down to like market demand. A company, for example, like Holly, who mm -hmm. provided the high ram intake, which is a killer piece. Oh, yeah. I've used them a ton. They make great power. They're super nice pieces. But when you get it out of the box, you go to set it on, it goes bunk, and it doesn't fit. fit the engine. Well, that's because there's no such thing as a tall deck manifold that would have to be you know, longer mm -hmm. or shorter depending on which combination you have. Right. No problem. We knew this going in. Yep. So Holly gave us the correct manifold. We mm -hmm. ordered from uh, CBM, CBM. Yep. Motorsports. They make a little spacer adapter yeah. that goes to quick. the cylinder head. Yeah. yeah. Bolts to the cylinder head. And what that does is it raises the face of that cylinder head up to close that distance up. And now your manifold fits. So that's all great. So we this get here from the part right yeah. here. That's that's a nice piece, by oh, the way. Oh, it's super nice. I mean, it's got all the receiver grooves in the back of it for the gasket. Yeah, so, beautiful. I mean, it's, it's perfect. Just like it raises it up, just you, that exact You bolt layer. that on the head, mm -hmm. and then you bolt your manifold to that. So we bolt that on the head, and we let set the manifold on. didn't fit. Well, that's because we don't have a tall deck block, mm -hmm. and we don't really have a standard deck block. What we have is a mid-deck mid -deck block. block. So it's 9450. And then, of course, it was machined over at right. uh, Yates. Right. So you had to make sure everything was nice and true and flat. Yep. So it's done right. Yep. So, so that was actually nine, not to uh, 9430. 9430. Nine, yeah. So now the manifold doesn't fit the heads without an adapter. But mm -hmm. if you put the adapter on, it's too big. So then, you know, so bottom line is we find ourselves taking the manifold and flipping it over and putting it in the mill. Mm -hmm. And we're cutting and moving and changing stuff. And that's okay. That's part right. of the deal. That's engine building. Custom engine building. Yeah, so right? that's it. That is custom engine building. It's, it's usually not part of the deal if you're hoping to just buy a bunch of parts off the shelf. But I think the lesson is that even when you buy parts off the shelf, because of the variations in, in tolerances, mm -hmm. it's still maybe something that you need to rub on a little bit. I like to say rub on, I don't like to say right. machine on it. You know, yeah. Just a little tweak here or there. Yeah, massage, yeah. But what really happens is I call those things time vampires because you think, I'm gonna come here, I'll be in at 7.30 this morning, by 10 a.m. we ought to have the engine running and by noon you're still cutting on a piece that doesn't fit yet. You well, know? So right, and we, you, and we both had this experience. Sure. So when we planned this whole trip this week, it was, I flew in on Sunday night. I'm not flying back until Saturday morning. Sure. Just taking an engine out of the box, putting in any of system on it, throwing the dyno, make us events, 
that's not a week-long project. That's a half-day job. Right. We've done this enough times before we know. Here we are on Wednesday, though, right? Right. But we kind of <laughs> knew what we were in for. Yeah. It's like, there's a lot of things we don't know that we don't know. Yeah. So we've got to keep opening up boxes and putting parts and pieces on to find out what we don't know yet. We started the week with that mentality, though, yeah, right? Like, exactly. that's why you booked a whole week instead of a one-day, hey, I'll fly to town, we'll dyno this engine. Nah, it never mm. works out that way. Nope. So, uh, and we, and we want to do it right. The whole point for is sure. for the expo, and this is what we're doing this for, right? This is all about the engine performance expo being able to give back to the industry to let people see what it really is. I mean, yeah. not to, to knock on in, in the TV shows or the Hollywood deal, no. but they don't really show you when things go wrong. Everything always goes nice, it's, it's all scripted out and all that. And, you, and there's great learning from those things, we enjoy them, sure. right? Uh, we're all, if you're engine guys, you, you'll watch that stuff. You know, versus, you know, pretty in pink or something like that, I guess. Uh, so, but the reality is there's challenges. There's You're work gonna, that's got to be done. Right. And so we, we want to show that and we want to show people what's possible. And if we don't begin at the beginning, you can never get to the end. Yeah. Very interesting. No, very interesting. I love Lake giving a shout out to the late great John Hughes films. Uh, but I do prefer, I do prefer the, the car stuff, certainly. But that's our era. That is our era. And so- I want to make sure everybody out there who's watching at this point in the show knows and understands, and you guys tell me if I'm, I'm right or I'm wrong about this, that they're going to get to hear this thing run here today, right? Before we wrap up. Yeah, that's the plan. So you got it to the point where this, this bad boy runs. Uh, Lake sent me a little video, but Lake, I don't know if you're going to fire the thing up. Like, do I need to play this video or you want to save yeah, it? I don't know play the video because it'd be a lot better sounding here. They can leave the door open. Least, least. So did you shoot a video earlier when I was around there? So yeah, when we first fired it up, right? Just, so I make, just make sure, okay, just in case. I was, I was busy looking at stuff. I didn't even know you were shooting videos. Yeah, well, after the second time you fired it up, and I was like, okay, after the first time, like, I was way too busy watching <laughs> things too. Like, wait, we got all pressure? Okay, we're okay. Yeah. You know? Um, but I'm used to like you start an engine on the dyno and the guy who owns the engine's pacing like an expecting father back and forth. So smoke chain, smoking cigarettes, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, <laughs> usually I don't know that yeah, it's just, you know, it's another engine. It'll be fine. You know? Well, Ben, that's, that's what I was going with is that, um, I also, you know, we've got a lot of engine professionals and this is old hat to them, right? No big deal. The dyno room, but for someone that's not living the experience on a regular basis, it can be extremely stressful. Right, like well, and let's, let's be honest, right? To get a little more detail here, this is a unique combination. It is a wet sump engine, mm -hmm. but it's a dark LS next block mm -hmm. with bushed lifters, and it's got you know Mala one one two pistons. So we got one millimeter, one millimeter, two millimeter rings in it from Total Seal. Uh, it's also external oil feed only, right? Yes, so exactly. So yeah, that. it's got to, it's can't have it just completely contained uh, because it's got aluminum rods in it to because of that to make that one custom part to accommodate the deck height. And again, being 2021 with time available, that was the Way shortest lead time, rod, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now because of the clearances and all this, You've got some things that I wouldn't call them mismatched, but they're a unique combination. Yeah. Uh, no, Aluminum rod, wet sump, gear rotor. <laughs> you know, so again, the Yates guys happen to have an 11 quart road race oil pan. So, all right. So it's all these little things all come together. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for sure. You know, we had hair this morning. And I didn't have great hair. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys nervous? Like Lake, you seem, uh, you know, you're the expectant. Who is the expectant father out of this pair? Ben, you seem like yeah. Right. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you you know, uh, David and 
Ed and Randy and Chris and all the guys uh, who are part of the Engine Performance Expo. So this whole idea of let's actually build an engine came out of all the people that helped make the expo happen. Yeah. Somewhere along the line, someone's got to grab hold of the wheel and drive this thing. Sure. I'm definitely not, you know, the right person for that job, but I did grab the wheel. And then I called Jimmy and I called Ben and I'm like, okay. I, I think for me, part of the reason it was less anxiety was that not only did I not build the engine, but guys that I know and trust to do an amazing job, like like what, what value could I add if Jimmy's over there, he's assembling an engine. I'm like, yeah, yeah I know I don't have to worry about this because right. I'm just going to put it on and, you know, if it starts, then I did my job and I'm good. Well, and, and I'm not worried about any job that Jimmy did. Of course, I did fall fit the ring, so if it blows up, it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, and I'm not worried about anything you're going to do to it. And we know the dyno is good here. To me, it's more of like, okay, there is a production deadline here. And Joe, you can appreciate this. Hey, the expo is going to happen in January. You may seem like that's a really far away today in November, but you got to get things done now in yeah. order to have an expo in January. So if we throw a rod to the side of the block today, <laughs> the expo in January is going to be a little bit shorter. It's happening with or without this engine. Right. right? And, you know, Warren did say, you know, WJ at the last expo said, it's okay to blow it up. Pretty so much. he said, it's okay if you blow it up. I still don't want to blow it up. It just makes more work, honestly. Oh, God, yeah. Then you got to clean it up and there's a mess and I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah what did Warren say? He said, if you, you can't tune it up, if you, you blew, blew it up. It up but I say, if you blow it up, then you got to clean it up. And I don't want to do that, Ooh, right? So. That's another t-shirt right there. <laughs> there, it is. there it is. If you blow it up, you got to clean it up. Ben Strader. So what are your expectations? Remember, not everybody understands what the uh, the whole, you were getting a lot of people up to speed quickly. And hopefully they check out engineperformanceexpo.com in the future. And all of our stuff, Hidden Horsepower, the Frank Iaconio episode. Everything is like rocking. Ben's got an episode on there. So you can get to know all these characters. But guys, what are your expectations for this combination? Well, I, I hate making predictions, Joe, because it always comes back to bite me. But what I would tell you is an engine that's this displacement, 393 inches. Yep. It has uh, what I would consider a pretty good cylinder head on mm -hmm. it. You know, it's still an inline head. It's not going to like, it's not going to blow the world apart or anything, but it's basically an LS3 configuration, but Correct. with LS7 valve right. out. And, and so it's cool because you can bolt an LS3 manifold on and get the LS7 sort of valve arrangement spacing, mm -hmm. you know, so they move quite a bit of airflow. Right. I would say if I was working on an engine like this, Joe, my goal would be that if it didn't make, you know, 600 to 630, I would think that it was probably kind of a turd and didn't, yeah. something was wrong with it. And if it made more than 700, I would probably be really impressed. So somewhere between, let's say that 650 range and uh, maybe slightly more or hopefully not less, that would be my prediction for pre pro charger. Right. And the pro charger changes the whole game. Well, exactly. But this is so cool. That's what makes this cool is that you're going through the process and you're going to see the baseline and then you're going to add an element and we're going to learn exactly what that does and how it changes the tune up and how you guys have to go through all the exercises to make that run, which you've done. Um, but that's what makes this fun is that we're going to kind of we're going to have our own newborn baby here. The analogy is well, that, back to the expo. That's the whole goal of this. So less just talking theory let's put it into practice have some real numbers have some real examples that we can show so we, we can it's teachable right yeah I mean, that's what the efi university is all about is teaching that's why we have the delta lambda group uh, that you started yeah, and that i'm a sure. part of is that we want to be able to help and share and teach I, I like to say here that we teach the things that we most want to learn about right. so we have to be here doing this kind of stuff joe and 
doing combinations that are unique and haven't been done before and learning mm -hmm. so that we can be sharing and, and, and teaching other people. Right. I mean, it'd be one thing if I was just still teaching the same old junk that I was teaching 19 years ago when right. I started DFI University, but first of all, I would be bored. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and most people would have already you know moved on from that. So when we're not teaching actual classes here at the school, 90% mm -hmm. of the time is on the dyno or back in the shop, actually testing and learning and doing R&D so that we have something of value to add to the community. Exactly, and that's what we want to do. That's the whole goal of this is to create teachable opportunities so we can help people see the value yeah. of these different parts, think differently about their engine projects so that ultimately they get a better result. They I, get, I mean, that's that's the whole point of what you're doing with the Engine Performance mm -hmm. Expo. Here's an opportunity that comes around once a year that you get to open the window and peek through and see what somebody else is doing that they're doing and sharing with you. Right. I mean, and at the same time, then if that's not up, that's what we do almost what weekly in our fraternity. We have right. this fraternity, the Delta Lambda yep. Brotherhood. And what we're doing here or what Lake's doing or whatever, we, we get together in a group and we talk about and share information and tactics weekly. Yep. But the goal is the same. It's to share information with right. people. Yeah, to, to be a resource. It's, it's the old old way of racing. And Joe, you've seen this in all the podcast episodes before. It was anathema. I mean, think about it. When we were at, at the expo, Scooter Brothers was never allowed to talk to Warren Johnson. Right. Because Scooter sold cams to Bob Glidden. Sure. And Glidden wouldn't let him talk to WJ. So at the expo, Scooter and Warren are sitting at the same table in the green room, if you will. Yeah. And it was Scooter's like favorite, favorite day because like, I never got to talk to Warren because sure. sharing information was a sin. That was bad. Right. Now it's like we live in a whole different world, which is fantastic that the culture has changed that we're able to share what, what a, we've learned. What you know? a unique challenge over the years as a, say, like a performance parts sales guy, mm -hmm. going to shops and not being able to tell them what you know about while you're actually trying to sell them something that's right. good for them. You know, like that's a real challenge. Some of those guys have to have amazing skill to yeah. navigate that, you know, that balance. Well, and there's some people out there that on the sales side that have seen more than most engine builders will ever see sure. yeah. because they've been so many different places, yeah. but they can't talk about it. It's yeah. all the snapper and tool truck guy knows all the gossip around town, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> ah, too good, too good. Yeah, so, okay, so, so probably we should probably stop talking if they probably want to hear some real good noise, which isn't our mouths moving. I guess. You yeah. Fire that thing Joe, up? what do you think? Just should I try and start I'm it? I'm not gonna ever say that you guys are terrible, okay? But I do admit I kind of want to hear the thing run. And so, but that's gonna be the big finish to the show. So if there's any vital information, obviously this is promoting the engine performance expo. People can sign up at engineperformanceexpo.com. Like, what are the right. dates? of the Engine Performance Expo in January. We just had one. There's all kinds of great new mm -hmm. content. We've got some stuff that we're going to release on the Hidden Horsepower podcast where people right. are going to be able to go and hear some of these interviews. You mentioned Scooter and Warren Johnson. They're all going to be up there audio only, but they can check that out on engineperformanceexpo.com. But there's another one in January. Why don't you give the people the dates so that we know, and then when you guys hit the dyno, we're just going to let you guys uh, you know, play the music out and end the show sure. right here because you guys are going to be on to your own thing, like playing with your new toy while the yeah, rest we of got us. Work to do. We got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're a little bit behind schedule. But anyway, so January 13th and 14th are the days for the live expo in January. Uh, it's going to be great. I mean, we've got Mark Cronquist coming, uh, Keith and Jeff Dorton. Uh, we're, we're trying, trying. We got a 
soft commitment out of Jason line. So Jason needs to just go ahead and get fully penciled in, right? Just put in ink, not in pencil, right? And then we've got uh, Billy Godbold's Billy going. Billy Godbold's coming. You're coming. Yeah. Uh, I might have to give my seat up if Jason comes, though. He might need a place. No, no, no. Seat, we're so. fine. We're very good. Uh, and then, um, you know, kind of, uh, we had John the first time. Yeah. Of course, the King, father. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The big engine master's guy. Got Tony Bischoff coming this Whoa. time. So, I mean, we've got it is like the double header, right? Heavy so, we got hitter. Bischoff coming, you know, you got Ben and Billy, uh, Mark, and all those guys. Hopefully, Jason shows up as well. It's not that far, Jason. It's not a far drive from where you live. You can do it, man. Um, little JGR connection, bring it on back. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, so that's going to be January 13th, 14th. But if you missed anything, if you want to see Kazi, if you want to see uh, Warren, you can go watch it right now. EnginePerformanceExpo.com, the entire October episodes are available for download right now. And then, of course, the previous expo from last January is on YouTube right now. You just go to YouTube, type in Engine Performance Expo. The whole channel's there. 27 hours wow. worth of content. And then we've and, got- and another, not all of it's interviews, right? Some of it's no. actually how-tos. They're making right. blocks. They're putting lifter bushings in. You know, you're discussing right. various engine parts and, and procedures. Like, it's a, an entire block of 27 hours of training and entertainment. Exactly. Yeah, so it's everything, right? From interviews and people being stupid. A lot of me being stupid, unfortunately. Uh, that's all I can do, though. Uh, then you got Kazi with, like, this tool demonstration, God, which is unreal. It's like, yeah. if you've not watched it, Go there now, watch Kazi give the master class on Seriously. tools. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. So, if you want to feel like you have to turn in your man card, just watch a Kazi yeah. video and you'll feel like you don't belong working on engines, man. I tell you. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, hey, Joe, I, I don't know how much more you got for me, but I'm going to go uh, turn on the switches and, you know, while you guys close out, and hopefully it'll start, right? Ben, always good hanging out with you. This has been great. I love that we're taking it to the next level right now. Go do your thing. Ben Strader, EFI University. If you want to learn how to tune, if you want to be in on this thing, he's got a whole bunch of good stuff going on. And Lake, uh, you know, final thoughts. You got me excited already about the Engine Performance Expo. As you know, I'm headed to the Auto Club Finals. Um, we've got oh, people yeah. writing in. Uh, look at those two well-spoken men without a teleprompter, says Jan. That is... <laughs> I mean, we're just full of it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the cool thing is, like I said, you know, back to the NHRA finals there in Pomona. We did the trackside tech talks this year. That was really awesome. You know, so it, that was really great to be able to do those. It's the same thing. You know, it's it's sharing what we know. We've been fortunate enough to be able to be around the highest level engine builders in the world, and we're able to share with everybody else what those guys have shared with us so that everyone can kind of tap into that. And we call it Hidden Horse Powers while the podcast is what it is. It's, hey, we're not trying to hide it anymore. We're putting it out there. What used to be hidden, right there to help. All right, go play with your toy, Lake. We're going to just watch. Right, I'm going to move around so We're you can watch hear it. Okay. And then once it gets loud, I'll, I'll sign off.
All right, everybody. We're going to let these guys go. We're going to let them take care of business. It's the toughest thing I have had to do ever. But they said they're not going to do any pulls on the engine because it's not ready to do a full pull. And they're just kind of warming it up. And so for two people who have asked questions like, where is this engine performance expo going to happen? Uh, it happens online. It, it takes place in Tennessee, but it happens online. You can go to engineperformanceexpo.com. You can sign up. You have access. It's free to all of the countless hours of information and videos, et cetera, that have already been created and more coming January 13th and 14th. And that'll be live. And people do watch live from the shops, from wherever they are. Uh, but they also go back and watch after the fact, as many of you are going to do right now. We ask you to subscribe to Hidden Horsepower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast. The audio-only version, the best of the best engine builders, all talking about their trade and how they got their advice to the next generation of folks. Lake loves doing these live shows, and Ben was great, obviously, just to kind of tease everybody. And that's what this was, a big tease. But in the future, we're going to have them do a full dyno pull. What do you say? What do you say? They're just not ready just yet. My name is Joe Costello. You can follow me at WFO Joe. I work for the National Hot Rod Association, but I also do a podcast called WFO Radio. And uh, we interview drivers like Matt Hartford and all the folks that are involved in the NHRA. When they win races, they come on. And so I just want to say thank you very much to the guys. Appreciate all you folks out there. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, share the show right? Subscribe, click the bell, share the show. More to come as we continue to build this engine. The folks at EnginePerformanceExpo.com, Total Seal, and all the partners who have been so helpful. I see a comment up there. I just want to make sure like what, where can you find what went into the build parts-wise? And that is all at EnginePerformanceExpo.com. They have listed the people who have supported the project, who's doing the machine work, where it's being done, all the parts, all the pieces, et cetera. And you can follow through the entire project. It has been so great. Listen, I can tell you, okay, these guys are off the air. I'm going to tell you the truth. As a bracket racer and fan of drag racing who appreciates and enjoys and loves what they do, but lacks like the hands-on experience to see them go through this pro project and process and learn uh, just being able to be like a fly in the shop watching. It's been amazing for you guys out there who are actual hands-on builders to see these guys do what they do. It is amazing stuff. There's more to come. Certainly uh, you can definitely follow along seal total on Twitter and all the social media. There are plenty. We appreciate that. And uh, there will be more to come. Thank you so much. Thanks to Lake. Thanks to Ben. Engine Performance Expo, Total Seal, Hidden Horsepower, and that's that. My name's Joe Costello. We'll see you next time on Hidden Horsepower Live.